Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you to a new episode of Phoenix Down. Uh, this is episode 9.2. Uh, we are finishing up our discussion of Bully. We have completed the game, um, and we'll see our final thoughts on it. We'll go through the rest of the two chapters, and, well, basically just one chapter. But, um, yeah. I think it's been a while since uh, we all completed the game we were playing. You know, I, I beat the game Monday, so about three days ago. Okay. Um, I started Chapter 6 a long time ago, <laughs> but then just completed it the other day. So um, it's still kind of fresh in my mind. Some of it is, so you guys may have to help me out here. But um, anyway. Chapter 5, right? Chapter 5, yeah, the one with the townies. Yeah. Yeah, and then Chapter 6 is just Endless Summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, I have tonight. I have with me Matt. Hello. And I have Dave. Good evening. So, last left off, feeling a little frustrated with it due to the fact that some of the missions that we had just left you in bad positions, especially if you failed. <laughs> um, yes. The, I last left off on a mission where it glitched on me to the point where I couldn't even complete it. And that's when I turned <laughs> it off and got pissed off. But um, So basically we run into Chapter 5. And Chapter 5 is basically all about Jimmy has oh. taken up all of the, the, the leadership of every clique in the school. Yeah, it's called the rise and fall of Jimmy Hopkins. So that will give you some idea. Yeah. And uh, he's on top of the world. The first cutscene has him and a preppy and a greaser and a jock and a nerd all walking with each other. And they're all – he's telling a joke and they're all laughing at him. Oh, you're so funny, Jimmy. And, you know, he's, he's totally on top of the world. He is Tony Montana at his highest. That is the goofiest cinematic in the whole game, I think. What, of those guys <laughs> yeah, laughing? Yeah, just – yeah, like the way they cut in, like at the end of his joke. So all you get is the punchline. Everybody's like cracking up, and they're all like, "You're the best. We love you." <laughs> it's just so corny, so weird. That that's basically what this entire game is. Has been that has never happened to me once in my life. I've never seen that. I've not happened either. I don't think it exists. But I'm not that funny. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, basically. Which I, I would like to get into that, how kind of goofy this game really is, uh, due to the fact that there's so many situations that you see that would never possibly ever happen in real life. People are exaggerated. Everything is just... The only time this game felt real was that one cutscene with the cheerleader, yeah. where, where she felt bad for being a bitch to people. Yeah. Yeah, everything else, characters are so... Big and over the top, yeah. That they, they're all very stereotypical, in one way or another. Yeah, and it's it just feels, just just kind of surreal at times. It's just like this is totally like this. Like even for a like if this was a movie, it would be cliched. Yeah, but um, which I I still go back to it. When I was playing the game on on a live stream, and somebody in the chat who was not from the United States asked, "Just said, is this really how school is in America?" <laughs> God um, no. I was like, "No, not really. <laughs> Actually, not at all." 
we'd be even more fucked up than we are. Oh, definitely. So, um, Jimmy's on top of the world. He's he's got everybody in the palm of his hand. The only people he doesn't have is the faculty. Uh, which, if you've completed some of the missions, the ones with the the art teacher and the English teacher, you kind of have you kind of have a good rapport with them. Uh, in chapter six, though. Somehow Jimmy's on top of the world, and then five minutes later, everybody hates him. Yeah, it's really weird. It's very jarring. Yeah, I was. That was my my main impression of the end of this game is that things happen too quickly. It's not a very smooth transition. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like four straight missions, and each one of them turns a faction against you. Yeah. So within the span of about a half an hour, forty minutes. You go from being on the top to being hated by everyone. Yeah. And for no logical reason. Something bad happens to them, so they blame you. That's it. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to think that you're responsible for any of this stuff, let alone all of it. Yeah. It's just, I I can't even remember some of the the lame stuff that actually happened that they blamed Jimmy. Yeah, what is it? There's rats get loose in the library? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that pisses off the nerds. Yeah, the trophies get stolen from the jocks. Actually, no, the trophies get stolen from the preps. The preppies. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. The gym catches fire. Yeah. Which, that's uh, that was kind of crazy. You know? I, I I totally forgot about that. But people almost died there. Yeah. You know? Including Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a step above releasing some rats in a building. Yeah. So, there's whoever's doing this is stepping up their game. Yeah, the, the game makes this odd little sidestep from shenanigans and hijinks to arson. <laughs> so, and, um, Jimmy's got it in his head, dude, it's Gary doing all this stuff. Cause Gary has been gone for the past three chapters. Nobody knows where he is. And he's obviously got something up his sleeve. He's plotting. He's, he's doing the whole Joker bit where he's going to bring chaos and just have, Everybody just like in confusion and just like blame the guys on top. But come to find out, a lot of this stuff is being done under the supervision of Gary by the townies. Now, we haven't had much of a run in with the townies, period. Like, I right. think, I think their we, area wasn't even open for most of the game, it wasn't. It was like blocked off because a bridge was out, I think. Yeah. And uh, the introduction of the townies comes in. And uh, you have to go get evidence that the townies are responsible for this because uh, the the preps are totally blaming Jimmy. And Jimmy goes and finds their trophies. And the townies are basically burning them, I guess. Yeah, by the docks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, he goes and takes pictures and shows the preps. And, and then they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. He, he totally brings back evidence, and they're basically like, well, fuck you, we're going to blame you anyways. <laughs> yeah. The end of this game is pretty nonsensical. <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense. And to, it, to the point where I believe Gary Smith and Jimmy Hopkins are both superhuman. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> um, so we start doing missions with the townies. Um how do I explain the townies? The townies are both school dropouts 
and just local kids who I guess maybe went to work in a factory or something. Yeah, these these look like college age kids, maybe a little bit younger, maybe like 18, 19. But um Yeah, I guess they could have already just graduated. Yeah, they could have just graduated and like they live in the trailer park like outside well, of town. And at least one of them was a dropout from Bullworth. Yeah. Yeah, expelled. Yeah, what was yeah, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Zoe. Zoe. There you go. Zoe, the the girl who basically reminds me of well, if you're my age, we didn't have emo back then. We had gothic people. She wears the 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 boots that come up to your knees and shit like that. It reminded me of a hot topic girl. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it was. Um, she goes and and and. In one mission, no less. Jimmy walks by <laughs> this girl, and in one mission, you're from Bullworth. Yeah. Hey, I was from Bullworth. Hey, let's go do some shit. You know, it's like let's go fuck with the the school. And I'm just like, okay. So, and Jimmy just goes along with it, and uh, they he wants to pull a prank on the gym teacher. Uh, basically, he goes jogging in the park and. He always uses a porta potty, so you have to basically push the porta potty off of a ledge and cover him in shit. So, <laughs> like, yep. like we're, we're still doing crazy pranks, but with people that doesn't are not even associated with the school. Uh, well, they did it on him because he's the one. He's the reason she got kicked out. Yeah, she's just and like they they run. They have like a factory that they they run. They just smash shit in the factory. Yeah. yeah, they just. I mean, it's it's like Jimmy is trying to basically. I don't know. Like like I don't really know his game with the townies. It's like he's trying to infiltrate them so he can have them help him take over the school. Wasn't. But does he really even have a desire to take over the school? All he wanted to do was stop people from fighting, right? Now. That's what he wants. I mean, well, but no, that was his reason for like beating up the preps and becoming the leader of the preps, is so that they would stop beating up on other people. This is true. Yeah, he he so basically the, wanted to bully the bullies, and now the townies so are. <laughs> yeah, now that now the townies are sort of breaking up his utopia, and everybody's turning back against each other again. So he goes to the townies to help beat up everybody else at school. I just <laughs> I'm not saying his logic is sound. <laughs> yeah, so he 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 does a few missions with the town. He does he doesn't really do missions with the townies. He he basically does missions with Zoe and yeah. and beats up a bunch of townies and then finally says, "All right, assholes, you're going to come with me to the school and we're going to settle this once and for all." So <sighs> Yeah, it doesn't make it. So I feel like the, all of Chapter 5 with the townies doesn't make sense until the very end when he needs their help. Yeah. Like So then like they had to get Jimmy to a position where he could get their help, but nothing up to that point would have allowed him to to get a positive response to those questions. So I'm really th- – this chapter, it, I thought when I first was playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see, I see what they're doing here. I really like it. But the more I think about this chapter, the more I don't like it. Yeah. I feel like it's rushed. I feel like it doesn't make sense. 
I feel like the battle with Gary is awful. Yeah. The, the 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 biggest the biggest thing for me is that basically everything led up to this point and it changed dramatically in a split second and then it changed again in a split second it yeah. just it just it made almost no sense because I, I I didn't see where where Jimmy was coming from going to the townies I don't really see how well, obviously, I mean, it makes no sense that everybody's blaming Jimmy for all this stuff when obviously he has nothing to do with it. So it's just it, it, like this whole chapter feels kind of jarring. It's just it's just like it's completely out of everything that we've been through, you know. Yeah. And I do feel it is rushed. It's definitely rushed because it, it, like about halfway through the chapter, Jimmy gets expelled, which is why he's running around with the townies. Because he can't go to class anymore, so he gets expelled, and maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get admitted back into Bullworth. Because when he gets expelled, he actually legitimately like gets upset about it. Yeah, but what what is his plan to get back into Bullworth at that point? I guess to prove that all the crap that's happened is Gary's fault. Yeah, I, I don't know that he wants to get back into Bullworth so much as he wants to out Gary as the one who's behind everything. I think it, in the end, that is his main goal, is to get back at Gary. Whether or not he gets back into school, I don't think he really cares. Yeah. That's, I, that's the best thing I can think of. But that's before all the shit happens, right? Uh, so doesn't he get expelled before all the, before the townies do all that stuff? No, no, I think it's, it's after. It's after Cause, that. Because yeah, I think the isn't I think the rats is like the first mission in chapter five, isn't it? Yeah, rats in the yeah. library. Yeah. The the thing that actually gets Jimmy expelled is the fact that he spray painted town hall. But that's I thought that was the first mission that you do. No, I no well, that was with Zoe, though, right? Zoe was with Yeah, no, you know what? Maybe you're right, because I remember they're all sitting around in that room. It's like, you know what would be really awesome? You should go spray paint some yeah, shit. Yeah, isn't that the very, like, after that cut scene, like, they go back to the dorm, and then they talk about spray painting Town Hall. Yeah, you're right, but he wouldn't have... He gets expelled because of that, but it's afterwards, because he wouldn't have been clearing rats out of the library if he'd already been expelled. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after he gets expelled, basically what you do is you go beat up the townies and then recruit the townies to come stop the riots that's happening at the school. And yeah, and the and then the riots at the school, all of a sudden you have the only person who has remained loyal to you aside from Petey the entire time, which is Russell, randomly. Just who shows up whenever you need an enforcer. Yeah. And is a real big part of the end of this chapter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, the the dumbest guy in the game, you know, just disappears and then randomly reappears. He's the only one who doesn't turn on Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't turn on you. I, it's, it just seems really weird. Well, if you go back, I kind of hinted to it, uh, I think, in the first episode. After you beat up Russell, he basically becomes your little guard dog. 
that's exactly what I was talking about. I mean, he just he's he's the dumb idiot who I don't know. You beat him up and he respects you. I guess and listens yes. to every word you say. But that is the one mission where you actually get a vehicle that's faster than anything. The moped? <laughs> yeah. I really wish I could have that throughout the entire game. I've seen them on the streets, but I've never actually tried to steal one from somebody. Yeah, I don't know if you can. So I feel like you should be able to in the same way that you would steal a bike. Yeah. Just knock them off and hop on. That's true. Actually, I don't think I've ever stolen anything in this game. I mean, I've stolen stuff, but I mean, I've never... Bikes, though, right? No, I never stole a bike from anybody. Yeah, oh, wow. I never stole a bike. I had a hard enough time finding bikes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's why every time I saw one, I knocked I knocked their ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I always got the bike that was in the the, uh, the shop uh, at the school. The one you work on when you're in shop class. See, I never went. I never got that one once. Yeah, that's the one I always grabbed. Most yeah, of the time, I just ran though. Ooh. Yeah. I was I was terrible at shop class. <laughs> I was so bad at that. <laughs> I I had no problem with any of these quick time events that we had to do. Yeah, shop class for some reason did not go well for me. Really? I was I was I was fine with most of the other stuff. I I don't know if it and it was always the, the controller stick rotation that yeah. got me every time. I would always start rotating in the wrong direction. <laughs> And I don't know if I was like panicking that I didn't have enough time, so I was trying to do it real quick without looking or what. But yeah, I I flunked out of shop class real fast, <laughs> and then just never went back. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I guess the, the 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 big climax basically has Jimmy and Russell and some of the townies uh, going back to the school after getting uh, word that there's been riots, everybody's fighting everybody, and uh, the school is kind of like in, in disaster mode. And you have to basically go and beat up every faction with Russell. So you. I thought it was funny how quickly the nerds went down. The, the, you know, they like actually... Three hits. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they scale that too because the jocks are the hardest ones to beat. Yeah. And then the nerds are like... like I shot him with a slingshot to the face and that was it. Well, and then, yeah, it's the one prep who's the, the boxer is pretty tough to take down. Yeah. But it's, um, it, it's actually very interesting how, how they actually scaled that. But yeah, it's it, such a simple thing, but yeah, I, mean, I it noticed was, it and I chuckled a little bit. So you beat up all the, the factions and stuff like that, and uh, obviously everybody's kind of cooled off a little bit. They're super easy though, with Russell like distracting one or two of them. Yeah, dude. I mean, these, these fights were a breeze, even though it's five sets of fights. It, it was super fast. Yeah, it was like seriously. Most of my fights revolved around usually starting the fight with a slingshot to the face, and if they got too close, punching them two times and they go down. <laughs> my slingshot was deadly to people, so. Yeah, I think I took out the jocks with the potato gun. Yeah, the potato <laughs> gun. But uh, so real the, Columbine simulator here. Yeah. So the the um the finally what ends up happening 
is um, you get this cutscene where what are we doing? We're you go to yo um, after you beat up everybody, you hear Gary over the intercom. Yeah, he's telling Jimmy he needs to come to the principal's office. <laughs> you go up there and he's got the principal tied up, and um, like fucking Gary's office rocker now. He he's officially just went nuts. Like I, I'm just trying to imagine, as far as one of my favorite villains, I'm just trying to imagine what is his game plan now. Now that so, he's actually came out and tied up the principal. That's another thing. Like Gary is interesting throughout the game, but when he has his big bad guy speech and he explains everything, his reason is just because I can. That's and that's it. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, and Come that's. On. I, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of felt like that dropped the ball because he's giving this whole big long speech, and I mean the the content of the speech is actually you know decently well written. You know, he sounds maniacal. Yeah. The dialogue is good, but it's all stuff that you know. You know, like if this was Petey giving you all of these revelations that he was the one secretly behind all of this, then that would be something. But you know Gary's been the one behind all of this. So yeah. his speech is essentially meaningless, you know, because they they have set him up as the giant asshole from the very beginning. It's like the game was kind of hoping you forgot about him for yeah. the three chapters they didn't mention him. Yeah. I just I think it would I think they would have done better if they had Gary in those three chapters. Me too. You know, just just, just even showing him just in cutscenes of basically telling the greasers go go beat somebody up or something like that. He either needed to be in the game more or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he either needed to be in the game like you're saying more or he needed to be sort of an an ancillary character that Jimmy does something to wrong early on and then disappears and then oh my god look who it is at the end. But but as it is, it's like they're pitching it like it should be a surprise. Yeah. And it's there's nothing surprising about it. Yeah, that's the And there's problem. no like backstory. Like I I thought they were gonna come up with some weird justification and be like, My dad got kicked out of this school and blah 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 or something weird, like just random but at least something to ground him and give him a reason. But just to have right. a kid that's crazy and say, Oh, because I can, like, all right, well, or even even something you know weird like your mom's new husband left my mom for her you know something something to provide some sort of, of backstory. Yeah, there, there was nothing it. personal about it at all. Yeah, it was just I'm a dick and you happen to wander in at the right time. I think I I think that that's a perfect reason. That's just me though. I mean, this dude was looking for a scapegoat. He found it in Jimmy Hopkins. And he said, now's the time. I'm going to be a complete and total fucking douche. To what end? To the end like, where... To, to where, I guess, he's just he's going to fucking hold himself up in that school until the SWAT team comes in. Because he's already got people tied up. But nobody... like that's So that's something I was thinking one of... At, at one of the points during this chapter, when you're beating up all these people... It's so blatant that nobody is dead. Like the way they roll around on the ground like they have a stomach ache. Yeah, and it kind of made me think that when we got to this battle, it was going to get intense, and like I would stab him or something, and he would actually die. <laughs> this is a T-rated game. Uh well, <laughs> yeah. 
that, they that, could but, have done that without showing any blood or anything to imply it. The, the, probably still kept a T rating. The the thing that gets me about it is I, I don't know. Rockstar was trying to do something different. You know, I think that they wanted to keep it as lighthearted as possible, um, while still trying to be kind of mature at the same time. And the problem is, you kind of have to go either very lighthearted or start going dark. And it just... well, but I think you could have it be lighthearted and still have it be meaningful, and like him to have a personal reason of some sort to justify his actions. I mean, just because it's lighthearted doesn't mean that there should not be logic involved in people's motives. That, I mean, his motive is he's the ultimate dick. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you, I, I understand. Not enough I, motive for me. I understand you feel it's a cop out, and it may yeah. possibly be a cop out. He, he he is the Joker. He is chaos for the sake of chaos. Yeah. That's 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 the reason why I liked him so much was because he really didn't have a reason for doing it. He just hey fuck, I want to be a dick. Yeah, I can. So why not? Yeah. So as I he but the 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 thing that I was talking I alluded to earlier was Jimmy and 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 Gary are both superhuman because you both <laughs> you both climb the entire school like this gigantic tower of the school. Which apparently is having construction going on at the time, and you basically you start fighting Gary, and you fall through three sets of scaffolding. Scaffoldings, I think. I, I believe so. And then yeah. you fall through the the skylight <laughs> that that was uh, over the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, and then you just happen to fall into the principal's office. And then he's like, I overheard everything. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck <laughs> yeah. did you hear that exactly? <laughs> All the yeah. stuff you were saying on top of the bell tower. Yeah. <laughs> During a storm. <laughs> it started storming for no reason. <laughs> it's, I mean, in a, in a strange way, it comes off as kind of epic, you know, even though it's, it's like really ham-fisted in the way it does it. Because it just sort of throws, like you said, every single cliche at you. Yeah. You're in a bell tower. It's storming. You fall through a skylight. You know, it's just like everything that you would expect from something like that made it in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they fall through all this stuff. They're not really, I mean, Gary's hurt, but he's not dead. And I think Jimmy hits him more while he's on the ground. Yeah, he kicks him at least once. And <laughs> he unties the principal, and the principal's like, oh, you're cool, Jimmy. Get rid of the trash. So he drags him out of the principal's office. I thought that very last part happened way too fast, too. Like, from the moment that you're on top of the building to the end of the game is only, like, eight minutes. Yeah. That's... Yeah, now that I'm going back and looking at it, it's, yeah. It's definitely rushed. I don't know if they just ran out of time or maybe that's how they really wanted it to end. I did, eh. That's a rough one for me, because I well, love I love this game so much, you know. And just I mean the whole thing with the townies, it it just kind of feels like they made the first four chapters and then said, "Oh shit, you know <laughs> we need we need another group and we've run out." So 
oh, let's go get these people and they hate the kids at the school because they're rich kids. You, you know, because all of the other groups are represented at the beginning of the game and then sort of have their chapter. The townies are invisible until they are required to advance the plot. Yeah. <sighs> I think that that's, that just helps it to feel really weird and all out of sorts because you really have no connection to these people. Yeah. That's, I don't know. But you beat up Gary, you get Gary expelled and that's pretty much it. Jimmy makes out with a girl. <laughs> of course he does. Roll credits. You know, if, if you were to... I think there are enough pieces in this fifth chapter that if you were to weave a little narrative and describe the chapter, it wouldn't sound that bad. But some something was lost in the translation between here's our idea for the fifth chapter where everything gets turned on its head to the execution of that idea where it just it feels more disjointed than I think it probably should have. Yeah, I think it's totally in the execution. But yeah, like when it was planned out, I'm sure it made enough sense to continue with it. Oh, yeah, because you know when you're pitching the story, it's like you know, and then there's someone pulling the strings, and and they turn all of the groups against Jimmy. And yeah, it sounds epic. He goes from the top to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and then it's exactly, and then you do it, and it's like really the townies are packaging <laughs> up rats and sending them to the library, huh? All right. <laughs> That's, Especially that, that one, logical. because you've been helping the nerds since like the first mission in the game, basically. Yeah, everybody forgets very quickly everything you've done for them. Yeah. And is just, you know, super quick to tell you to go fuck off. Even to the point where the biggest nerd of them all... What walks by Jimmy and Petey and calls them losers? Yeah, LG. yeah, that. LG. Yeah, when when Algie called me out, I was like, "Oh, seriously?" <laughs> now I feel like being a bully. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Now, it, and it does, I, it does kind of, it does kind of do its job in that sense in a little bit where you know every mission is starting with somebody saying this went wrong. You know, it's like blaming the president when you lose your job. <laughs> you know, this went wrong and it's your fault. I'm like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it definitely inspired me to not like these groups. So in that sense, I guess it worked. Yeah, I think. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for the game. I mean, the, the, the chapter six is called Endless Summer, where basically you can just go back and just do any missions that you may have missed out on. Bully 2 should be sweet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, so let's just get down to it. What are your thoughts now that you've completed the game? How do you feel from when you started to right now? I would say uh, that given the age of the game... It's pretty good. Yeah. O overall, it does a lot of things right. It's cohesive. And, you know, it, it helps playing it up-resed and debugged. 
so that it, it feels a little bit more modern than it was. But you know, given the age of when Bully originally came out, if I had played it then in its entirety, I probably would have been pretty blown away. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely it it is dated in its mechanics. You know, it it feels like every other Rockstar game that came out at that time, just in how the missions are structured, how your travel is structured, and all that kind of stuff. But the the sense of humor of it, and just just kind of the off the wall craziness of it, I think I enjoyed playing this more than I would enjoy going back and playing Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, it's got a little you know, bit when, more style. A little it's more, more, more yeah. polish. Yeah, when they are when they are in truth, systematically very similar games. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, but th- this one. This one stands out uh, in in what it does and just kind of the just just really the oddball scope and setting that it chooses to go with. But I, I have to be honest, chapter three kind of tainted my feelings towards the game and it never really fully recovered from that. That was the greaser one. That, that was the one where there were just a couple of really long missions that you could fail and wind up having to start again. Yeah. That's, you know, that I never quite, that really made the, the datedness of, of sort of that engine stand out. Yeah. And like, man, games used to be like this and we just used to accept it. Yeah. That was all we knew. (laughs) You know, I mean, as far as how I feel about it. Yeah. I do have a little more uh, a tainted feeling to it now that I look back on it because last time I played this game was on the 360 and that was like in 2007, 2008. It's been a long time. And before that on the PlayStation 2, which was whenever it first came out. And I still love the game. Just the fact that this was kind of ambitious for Rockstar because Rockstar will forever be known as the Grand Theft Auto guys. It's almost ambitious, though, in that it's so restricted. When you think ambitious, a lot of times you think like over the top and bigger and bolder, but this is kind of the opposite. Yeah. Instead of doing more, they, they tried to do it within a smaller frame. So yeah. it is kind of interesting that they that they chose that route. Yeah. It's like a mini Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it is daring of them at the time that they made this game to make something that wasn't their big cash cow. Yeah, yeah. And I I I, I loved it back then, and I still find the charm in it now. I, I love the character Jimmy Hopkins. I loved Gary at the time, and I still think he's a great villain. I love Gary until the end, but I, I will say that I never loved Jimmy Hopkins. I think he's a douche from moment one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't like Jimmy Hopkins as a human, as a digital human. I do not like him. As <laughs> a digital human. Is this? I mean, I, like, I, I know you explained it before, but it's just because he, he's just he. <laughs> But Jimmy's kind of I mean, like he's even he's, a douche to Pete. Yeah. Even when he knows that that guy has no other friends whatsoever. 
Well, you know, he helped them out at the end. He told the principal that he, he that Pete helped them out along with Russell. He even mentioned Russell. Yeah, that was it, it was actually kind of surprising that he gives Pete his due at the end because I was sure that he would forget about him. Because that, that seems to be just what everybody does to, you know, aside from the cheerleader, you know, being human, Pete is probably the most sympathetic character in the entire game because pretty much everyone else is an asshole. Yeah. Um, and I just figured, you know, that that was just it would be just be the the cherry on top of that shit Sunday is when there's <laughs> time for him to finally get some recognition. He gets forgotten about yet again. I almost kind of wish that happened though. <laughs> but, um, all that at sea. And then that's how you set up for bully too. Like after the credits, you've got Pete standing in front of a chemistry set or something mumbling about Pete's how revenge. everybody's going to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bully two, Petey's revenge. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. They need to do that. Rockstar. See, I, I would get behind that for moment one. There's reason there's characterization. He went through a whole game of shit. Now that's enough reason for him to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you make it personal. <laughs> Man, 10th grade just ruined me. <laughs> I, well, you never know. I know that they said that they're possibly working on it right now. Um, you know, it'd be awesome if they just like, you know, next year. Because I know they got Grand Theft Auto Five coming out. Next year, Rockstar Games presents Bully 2. Next gen title. Next gen. I'd play that. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think um especially with the with how they've handled Grand Theft Auto Four and Red Dead Redemption, they they know how to tell a story and I think that they've probably got the writers to do it now. And that I mean that would not be a bad starting title for them because obviously they're not gonna put out another GTA game. Um right. and if they make it a little bit smaller in scope it might help the time frame and you know, adapting to the new hardware. Yeah. Yeah, and just with the, you know, kind of like the difference you see between what South Park was able to do in their early seasons versus their late seasons, they could really push for some super crazy shit. Yeah. Damn, I'm excited now. <laughs> and the fact that, I that you know, the rumors are not really rumors, but just speculation of they may go with a female protagonist, that, that in and of itself would be ambitious. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that'd be great. I totally want to see that. If they did that, that would be awesome. They have to carry a video games. What's it, what, what kind of shit does a girl go through in high school? That's true. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Where? Oh God, what would that do to the sexism and video games debate? If you've got this chick, you know, being shitty to people and just just all just imagine all of the things that bully would have been. Had it been Jennifer Hopkins. This is true. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're more aware now. You know, at that time, I think it was still kind of like, hey, we can do this. Let's do it. But I think they've they've had more years of controversy and more years of storytelling and game making. It it would be interesting to see it now, whereas it would have been, I think, pure. It would have been awful if they had made bully with a female protagonist that would have been rough yeah because i it, it already got enough press being called bully yeah you but know. bully too you know i i could see that they're ready to do something like that absolutely i think it'd be awesome i can't wait 
I know it's coming. It's got to be coming. And I want them to get whoever did the soundtrack to do this soundtrack, too. Yes, that soundtrack is a bright spot in this game. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I love about that. But that, that was kind of like the... I go back to that soundtrack every time. I don't know what it is about that soundtrack. It's like... It's, it's just weirdly catchy. Yeah. Like there's... I, I don't even know that I can specifically identify the oh this is the theme from you know this mission or whatever but it's just that kind of thing that gets stuck in your head and just sort of runs in the background while you're doing stuff the the xylophone that they play throughout the entire fucking soundtrack it for some reason it reminds me of adolescence (laughs) you know it it just does did you play a lot of xylophone in your youth no 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 you know how they have it's just it i don't how to explain it is i mean this is horrible i'm a big music fan i'm a big original soundtrack fan you know i i own multiple original soundtracks for different games and movies and it, it i don't know what they did for some reason it has a lot of bass guitar in it and it has a lot of xylophone and the xylophone makes it feel adolescent to me i don't know why it just gives off that feeling and i think that it they did a perfect mixture and it just made a fantastic soundtrack i would love that soundtrack uh, and in fact, for, for the longest time before I looked it up and everything, when I first played Red Dead Redemption, the the style that it felt felt like I was like, I think they got the same guys that did Bully to do the soundtrack for Red Dead. But it, it turned out it didn't. But it, it felt like that kind of same style. But anyway, enough about the soundtrack. The game, I still think it was a, is a great title. I think it's one of Rockstar's best games that they've ever made. And um, I can't wait for Bully 2. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty interested in that. when when If and when it does happen. Yeah. Definitely be curious to see where they go with it. Yeah. But anyway, that's pretty much it. It's, um, we've covered Bully. It's been fun. It's been frustrating. It's been confusing. And we just... I don't know. It's, it's kind of... Has it left a bad taste in our mouths? That's the thing. Because we keep going back to, yeah, it was a good game, especially for its time. Does it hold up to this day? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... It, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah? I, it does have some archaic mechanics to it, yeah. I after playing Bully, I can understand why people have the fondness for Bully that they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? After playing it even now, I can understand why you have such good memories about it from when it came out. Yeah. It's since this is the first time I play it's not something that's for me is gonna be like every couple of years I go back and play through it, you know, it's it's not that kind of game for me, but I I get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm oh, good. At least I suggested something that wasn't completely bad. <laughs> I know I've been pushing for this game for a very long time. No, I'm I'm glad I played it. This was, I mean, this was perfect. It's been on my list of, you know, just kind of one of those. Yeah, must play someday. Yeah, you know, I've heard a lot about this game. I should probably play it at some point. Yeah. So, this this was a good, and this was a good way to do it because. Otherwise, I think I probably would have gotten distracted somewhere along the line. 
and I yeah. might have become that game that I never finished. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes it sound like there's only one. <laughs> oh, that that was the game I never finished. <laughs> yeah. The only that will be on my deathbed. I'm like, damn it, I just did not finish Bully. <laughs> Completed every other game that I ever started. <laughs> I I, I, sh- I should say it will become one of the many games that <laughs> I started and got distracted on and just never got around to finishing. Yeah. Mine will be Crimson Gem Saga. Cuz I'm never going back to that game. <laughs> oh, it's not Okami. <laughs> Did you finish it? No, I put a couple hours into it, but I still got that last section to go. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be a long one, but I will finish Okami one day, I swear. But um, speaking of games that uh, I've always wanted to play but never have, our next game is going to be Heavenly Sword. I'm excited. I'm excited, too, because... I've heard a lot of good things about Heavenly Sword, but I've also heard a lot of bad things about Heavenly Sword. Mainly, it's only four hours. So, it should be an easy podcast. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I've always wanted to play it, though, because I have fallen in love with Ninja Theory again. I'm playing Devil May Cry right now. Those guys have got facial animations down pat. It's insane how good their facial animations are. You know, they did Enslaved, which I thought was amazing. And I'm actually really excited to see their first game. Yeah, I'm sad to see that, like, it did so poorly that they had to move on to other things. Yeah. But I don't know that that is necessarily a fault of the game. It's true. You know, it may have been just that it was real short, that it came out at a time when there weren't a whole lot of PS3s out there. You know, it, we'll see. It, I'd like to know how much of the fault of it lies with the game itself. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that. We're going to have uh, John Whitehouse on the show with us. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting one to record. <laughs> see, he's 5 hours ahead of us. 6 hours for Matt. <laughs> so, man. All right, well, but yeah, that's pretty much it for Bully. Um, we've uh, we've played through the entire game. How, what was your final play time? Anybody re- remember? Uh, mine was about six, 16 hours. 16? Oh, uh, you know what? Mine, I left it on pause for a really long time, so mine wound up being like 30. Holy shit. Because it was literally one of those, I started playing it in the morning, and then it was on pause like all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I realized at like 11 o'clock, I'm like, why is the Xbox on? Nice. I think mine was around 12 hours. And I got like about 69 or 68% completed. Uh, I was right about 60%. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for Bully. Um, anyway, we're uh, on iTunes, as most people know. Uh, because we are on iTunes, they have this wonderful thing called iTunes Reviews. I was hoping that anybody out there listening would send us an iTunes review. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps us out. It helps us get our name out there. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at DMLFury. Matt is at REMGS. And Dave is at BoxDP. Uh, you can definitely shoot us a line there. Uh, talk about Bully, talk about any other video games. I will talk to you about anything. And I do mean anything. 
So definitely send me a tweet if you'd like. You can also send me an email, frustratedfury at ztgamedomain.com. Send me an email. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, If we suck, tell us if we suck. Tell us how we can get better. Uh, You want to suggest a game to us? Definitely feel free to suggest a game because we will definitely try and play it. Um, But yeah, uh, it's you know trying to get our name out there. If you if you see us on Twitter or something like that, definitely retweet us whenever we uh, put the show up and stuff like that. Trying to get a little popular, not too popular, because if we get too popular, (laughs) then people start hating us. But um, <laughs> but anyway, that's pretty much it for us. We've uh we've finished up Bully and we're moving on to Heavenly Sword. I don't know exactly when that show will go up. Um, depends on when we can record. Unfortunately, Super Bowl Sunday is this Sunday, and that takes precedence over it. So, um, but anyway, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and I'm Dave, and we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next time with Heavenly Sword.